0: Get ready. Open your Bibles, if you would. Please don't stand yet to Exodus chapter 33 and hold your place there because we're going to read two verses, 18 and 19. But before we go there, uh, something that really got a hold of me as I read from Ink Free this week, and just as I ministered last week of uh, awaiting eagerly, awaiting for his appearing, Jesus is coming back, church, and he's coming back for those that have made themselves ready. But we living in times I never thought we'd see times like we're living in right now. I never, And I said that a few years ago, and we had some folks that was living a different lifestyle. And I said, I've never seen such a time when you never used to hear of this. Sin is running rapid, even in a church. Yeah. But as I said last week about how that some of the churches and I I heard there's about six churches now in Ohio that now they want to put a label of their church on a beer. Never thought I would see that. And he said, we want to support our missions. What kind of missions do you have? (laughs) And then I heard about the pastor in Kentucky that got up in front of the congregation and went up to the stage and sat down in a lazy boy and had a Budweiser with him. What kind of message are they preaching? It's not preaching. But I thought, that's outside of our jurisdiction. Can I point to you that in our own county, there's a pastor that I was reading in Ink Free that he writes rock and roll songs. And before he goes on church on Sunday, he'll go to the bars on Saturday night and sing the rock and roll and play that and then get up on church and preach what I don't know. But I'm telling you, we're living in times that are deceiving times. Jesus said, You must watch out for deception. You've got to know the word for yourselves or you'll be pulled into that fray that the world is saying it's on. See, when you're around the world, you become world if you don't watch it. But when you get in the word, you become holy. You become like God wants you to be. I'm feeling this church. God's in the house and he wants to bless you. He wants to say, I love you. I've got a good plan for your life. It doesn't deal with what the world considers it. It deals with what God says, and thank God for that. Jesus said this because they had uh, called him out on something because he was teaching. And a lot of the ones that was listening to Jesus, they said, good teacher. Jesus stopped him. And he says, there is not good except the Father. There's a lot of things that are being played to people because maybe good actions or good works, they're good people. That may be attributed but Jesus went one further, and he was a good man in a lot of aspects, if you look at it, but how you judge him, Jesus says, I am not good. There's only one good. Amen. That separates it. What connotates God's goodness and what brings about this? And that's what we want to talk about, the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Isn't God good? Yes. yes. Not in the way that other people uh, put it in categories and, and put it this way. Well, this person's good because they pay their bills. They may be a scoundrel. They may be deviant in a lot of ways they do it, but they're paying their bills, that makes them a good person. Not necessarily. Oh, well, they take care of their parents in a good way. That doesn't make them a good person. They may do good things in that regard, but that doesn't make them good. Jesus defined it and says, You call me a good teacher, but I'm telling you there's only one that is good. Goodness goes along with what God is saying, and that's what we want to look at. The Bible says, how do you overcome evil? With what? With good. good. You overcome evil with good. We serve a good God. Say, God is good. good. How much? All All the time. He reigns on the just and the unjust. He gives us sunshine, not just to us Christian folks. If that was the case, we walk out the door, there's the sun, and everybody's going, Where's mine? <laughs> I want my son too. And this time I want it too. I'm ready for the snow to go bye bye. Amen, Brother Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Brother Joe is a cold bird <laughs> in one ways. Hey, he loves the cold. Let's put it that way. He's not a bad guy. I'm just saying that. But uh, uh, we see this, that we're living in a time when people are, are categorizing this and that and they're deceiving so many. And it's sad. And Jesus, if you get in the Word, it'll change your lifestyle, it'll change your thinking. But you gotta get in the Word for yourself. Don't wait till pastor gets up and reads something. Get in the Word every single day and see what God says. Jesus went about doing good. And I hear an amen. And what was he doing? He was delivering all who were oppressed by the devil. He was delivering those that had been in sickness and those that had done so many things that that they didn't have no hope, but Jesus brought the hope because of the goodness of God. God asked me something, because as I was praying, as I was seeking the Lord about a lot of things, he says, is my spirit in the earth? I says, yes, it is. One, as long as the church is here and God's got the church here, his spirit is here. I said, his church. There's a lot of man-made things going on, man-made organizations. They put titles on it, but it really is not of God. And and God spoke to me and says, as long as my spirit is in the earth, I will extend my goodness to humanity. There's a lot of people that want some judgment and I understand because a lot of things going on, but God says, I'm sending my goodness. Judgment does not bring people to God. God's goodness brings people and men to repentance. Aren't you glad for his goodness? If you didn't have his goodness, you couldn't be here this morning. You couldn't breathe in oxygen. You couldn't take in the whereabouts to, to do your job and to live your life. Some of you have been discouraged by one way or another. You've been hit with one thing or another, but I'm here to tell you God's goodness has kept you. God loves you. He's got a good plan for your life. Amen. I truly believe in this 2018, in the times we're living, and the areas we're living, that God's bringing a great awakening to the church, yeah. his church. He's saying, I'm coming back after a live church. Not one put on life support, not one that's leaning upon this or that, but that I have made them alive unto me. A great awakening God's bringing. Can I put it this way to you? God's glory still fills the temple. Isaiah chapter six, when the prophet seen into the heavenlies, and he seen what was going on, and God opened the heaven so he could see what was happening. He seen God sitting on the throne, and his train filled the temple. His glory was in the temple. How many knows we are the temple? Let that sink in. That means we have the glory of God inside of us and flowing through us and flowing out of us. Thank God for the glory. See, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit had come down and come down like a mighty rushing wind, and the Bible said it sat upon him, which means to rest. The glory of God was now poured out upon mankind again, just like it was in the beginning. I you to believe Adam walked around in the glory of God? Amen. He walked around because he was face to face with God. He could talk to God. And God says, now I can talk to you with the glory I'm given. Exodus chapter 33, two verses. Stand for the reading of God's word, if you would, please. That was the introduction. Now we got that away, let's get down to the word of God. How many desires for God's glory? Yeah. How many's ever prayed, God, just send you glory. Yeah. I, I get on my knees and I say, God, I'm like Moses. God, send you glory. I want to see it in the church. I want to see it around my life. I want to see it in my children's life. I want to see it around my friends. God, send you glory. Amen. Moses desired that. That's what we're going to read. God was getting ready to move the children of Israel out of the mountain called Sinai. And he had Moses set up a tent called the Tent of Meeting outside of the congregation or the, the tribes that was there, the nation of Israel, off to by itself. And Moses would enter in. And the Bible says the cloud, pillar of cloud would come over that have that meeting place and God's glory and people would see it. And the Bible says that even the men would stand at their door of their tents, watching the glory of God come down upon that tent meeting with Moses. When all of a sudden God says, I want you to come up. I want to talk to you. I've got some things I want to present to you. And he went on and he says, now I'm going to move you away from here. Cause I got to send you to another place and your presence, my presence will go with you. And Moses says, if your presence don't go, we ain't going. How many believes we need a presence? See, what separates us from the world? It's not because we live a changed life in this realm, but they see the presence of the Almighty God upon an individual. Something's different about that individual. That's what separates us is the presence of the Lord. But Moses said this, let's read verse 18. And he said, Please show me your glory, Moses said to God. Notice the response of God. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will be, have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Before Moses even saw the glory of God, there's something God proclaimed to him. I will let my goodness pass before you. He didn't say just a little bit, all my goodness. That was the first thing that God spoke to Moses about. My goodness, you will see. You may be seated. See, we cry out for his glory, but you can't have his glory without his goodness. They go hand in hand. We need the goodness of God. We need God to to pour out his goodness upon humanity. See, it's the goodness of God that leads men to him. It's not the judgment. Sometimes we see things, God just take them out right now. They've done me dirty. They've done me wrong. They've lied upon me. God doesn't want that. Jesus didn't die that everyone would not know God himself. Jesus died that everyone could come, for God so loved the world. And we're going to celebrate the resurrection here in the next couple weeks. And we're going to celebrate the the death and the burial and the resurrection. And Jesus did that. That was the goodness of God. That was God pouring His love out of it. And that's part of the goodness of God upon the world. He loves us. And He's got a great plan for us, it's a good plan. A plan that we can live and operate in be. Just this morning, didn't he give us his presence this morning in the house? Amen. That was the goodness of God. I didn't deserve it, but he gives it to me. I don't deserve his forgiveness, but he gives it to me. I don't deserve his blessings, but he gives it to me. church. He is a good God. When I say that, I truly mean it. He is good to everyone that is around. He doesn't want anyone to perish or die or go to hell. He wants them to go to heaven. That should be our desire. God, bring him in. God, bring him in. I see people running to and fro, chasing after every desire of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and pride of life. They're trying to chase after some dreams, playing the lotteries, hoping that they get a million dollars and they can be set for life. That won't satisfy because you're going to leave it. But when you have God, you may get the promotion and get all the money and think, I've just arrived. And all of a sudden, you're going to retire. You may get your good health and think that now I'm all right. Then all of a sudden you come to the end of your road. What are you going to do? It's the goodness of God that keeps you. It's the blessings of God that brings to you. It's the glory of God that's being shown because of his goodness. The first thing we must have is his goodness. That's what leads. See, we live in a time when things are confusing. Trust me, uh, there's so much confusion going around. If you listen to the media... As our president says, it's fake news. He says it's not even true. They take the truth and twist it. There's a lot of things going on in America that people are believing. Oh, they said it on the, uh, the television, so it's true. No, not necessarily true. You got to know what God is saying. You got to understand because God is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You want to get to God, you must come through Jesus. You want to get to heaven, you must come through Jesus. That is God's goodness shown to mankind. Let me shout on that one, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Lord. I want to shout it to the top of my lungs that God has been good and he gives us everything that's good. Yes, yes. There is a king in the Old Testament that we read about. His name is Hezekiah. And Hezekiah, the prophet came to Hezekiah and the prophet said, get your house in order. You're getting ready to go home or get ready to leave this world. Hezekiah was a good king overall up to this point. Great king. The Bible says when the prophet left, what did the king do? See, when you come down the end of the road, you don't care what anybody else thinks. You're ready. You want to make preparation for what? heaven is about. You know what he did? Let me show you. He turned his face to the wall and he had a talk with the Lord. He didn't want to see anything else. He wanted to talk to the Lord. He started reminding God of the good that he had done, of the good that he'd done for Israel, how that he served the Lord. He started reminding God of those things. And you know what God says? He told the prophet, stop in your tracks, get back and tell him, says, you got 15 more years See, God takes notice of the things you're doing. God takes notice of what's happening in your life. God understands, and he's a good God. He doesn't want anything to come upon you, but sometimes our choices brings it. But God says, I got a plan. I got something I want to give to you. See, this nation needs to hear about the goodness of God. It's confused. There's fear everywhere you go. The students are fearful. If we go to school, what's going to happen to us? Will we walk out alive or wounded or we walk out this way? They're in a fearful, our own kids, our own family. Sometimes we've had threats in our community. You're saying, well, that's happening over in this state. That's happening. This is This is local. Warsaw, Wicco, Valley, and now Triton has had bomb threats. Has even had kids says, we will start shooting some kids. See, things are going on. If you would wake up, you'd see some things happening. Fear is around every single one that they said, what's going to happen to us if I wake up? If I face something that's going to rock my world. You know what God spoke to me? He says, it's time to speak the goodness. In 2018, it's time to speak God's goodness. You want to break the enemy's back? Start talking about the goodness of God. You want to have a shout time? Start talking about the goodness of God on your life. I'm looking around and says, "Uh, God's blessed your cupboards. You've been fed well. I look around and you're clothed good. I look around and you drove in some nice cars. You've been blessed for God. How many's got a roof over your head? You've been blessed by God. There have been times I've heard the rain and I've heard the winds blow. I'm laying in bed and I said, thank you, Lord, for covering us. Thank you for that. All of a sudden I hear the furnace goes on. It wakes me up and I says, thank you, Lord, for the heat. Summertime, thank you, Lord, for the cool. God's good to us, church. I look around and see sunshine today. Supposed to get 50 some degrees today. Praise the Lord. That's the goodness of God. I want to see some Robins. I haven't seen them yet. I keep hearing you talk about Robins. I haven't seen them yet. I want to see them. I've seen the geese though. (laughs) They're around the goodness of God. God is so good to us church. He's been giving us so much and sometimes we need to shake ourselves. But before we see the glory of God, God says, see, we need to break that spirit of fears upon our nation, upon our cities, upon our communities, upon our family members, upon those around us. And we need to start speaking the goodness of God. That'll break some chains that's around people's lives. That'll tear apart the things and locks that's keeping them in. Because when you start talking about the goodness of God, it brings the glory of God. When you start talking about God and what he's done and what he's going to do and how he's got a great plan, it breaks everything that the enemy's trying to put on you, which is fear and darkness and all the things that brings you down, oppression to depression. You know what? We need the glory of God to come, but we need his goodness to come about. Amen. I asked God, I says, God, you've seen some evil that's been going on. You've seen some things that's taking place. And I understand judgment will come. Don't get me wrong. God's got to judge because according to the word of God, every sin will be judged. Every sin, if it's not put under the blood of Christ, if it's not given over to Jesus Christ, it will because what's the payday of sin? Death. Separation. Separation from God, from family, from everything else. That's what death does, it brings separation. I've done enough funerals over my lifetime to see how family members are weeping and crying because there's a separation. It doesn't have to be with the children of God. That's the goodness of God. When, we, when I come up and I'm in a casket and you're a believer, don't you boohoo and cry? I understand there's emotions that will come, but you say, I'm going to see you again. That's the goodness of God. The hope that we have in God. The hope that the world doesn't have. You see, when they die, what happens to them? That's it. That's separation. They go into a place called hell, which is darkness, They seem to think we'll have a party when we get there. The Bible doesn't say that. It says all dark. You may hear the weeping and and the gnashing of teeth. You may hear the crying out. And that's all you'll hear because it's so dark. But God's given us an opportunity. His goodness says, I placed in your life an ability to come to know me because I want you in heaven with me. I'm preparing the good things for you. I'm preparing a heaven. I'm preparing a mansion for you. Why not don't you want to go to heaven? See, I'm eagerly waiting for his return. I want him to come back. God come back. But until he does, I want to give out the goodness of God. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. I want to break the devil's back. I don't want the devil to keep people bound anymore. I don't want to see people in depression and oppression. I want you free. (laughs) Who the ones that know Jesus Christ Christ is free and Jesus will make you free. Indeed, you can walk in that freedom. Thank you, Lord, for the goodness. Mm. You give me abilities to learn. Give me abilities to use my hands. Give me abilities to do the things I do. And you give me breath that I can't even see, but it keeps me alive. The goodness of God. God's goodness is on our lives We need to start speaking that. I said, God, with everything goes on, how can you continue to give goodness? Here's his response to me. I was in my prayer bones. God says, when I look at the mercy seat, mercy, (laughs) what mercy is, I don't deserve it, but I get it. That's grace. Mm -hmm. Aren't you glad for grace? I don't deserve it, but I get it. I was born into the world of sin. God says, one thing I do, how's I can give my goodness? Because I look at the mercy seat. See, that's what God put in the tabernacle, in the temple, in the holies of holies. He put it, uh, uh, what covers the, the Ark of the Covenant is a lid. And on the lid, the center of it is the mercy seat. God wants to speak mercy to every single human being. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants everyone to be with him. Not everybody's going to choose that. The second area God said, says, I have a covenant with my people. How many knows he's a covenant God? Covenant means that, hey, we got something. It's more than just an agreement. When Jesus died, he said, the new, the blood that I shed upon Calvary is the new testament or the new covenants. See, we have a new covenant we can say and go to God. That's the reason why we need to start speaking the goodness of God because God's been good to us. God's been merciful to us. See, we have a covenant, and that's part of God's goodness. Thank God for that. The third thing that God spoke to me, he says, I see the blood of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The blood of Jesus changes everything because when he sees the blood, he doesn't see me. He doesn't see my sin. He doesn't see what I I was about. He sees me. Oh, I'm feeling the presence of the almighty God. I don't know about you. I'm feeling God in the house and his goodness is being extended to us. When God looks at his mercy seat and then he sees a covenant with his people and then he sees the blood, he says, that's my goodness to the world. That's my goodness to his church. That's my goodness to every single one of us. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. It's time we as an army of God rise up and start talking about the goodness of God, preaching about the goodness of God, telling the world the goodness of God. Yes. Amen. You've given us so much, God. Pastor, you're awful emotional. You get kind of uh, uh, radical a little bit. I think we need to be shaken a little bit. We need God to shake us a little bit like he moved this morning. Yes. <sighs> I've been in those times that says, God, don't move like you did to the pastor. But anymore, I says, God, move everybody. <laughs> let them shout. Let them dance about. Let them move under the inspiration of God because that's what changes you. Right. It's not just an emotional experience. It's not something that just takes place. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. And how do we know that? Because Acts chapter 10, when it was written about him, it says this, how God, in verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Say power. power. See so God gives us his spirit, but also his power, his deutermos. That means we can do what he says he do. Who went about doing what? Good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Touch your neighbor and say, God's with us. God's with us. As we see from this scripture, Jesus was anointed. Can I tell you, you have been anointed and appointed by God to walk in this earth as his representative. Wherever you are, you may not be in a pulpit, but you may be in a workplace. You may be in the assembly line. You may be in the office area. You may be in a retail area. But God's anointed you to be there. God's anointed you to represent who he is. See, the same anointing that Jesus had has been now extended to us because of the Holy Spirit. We're anointed and appointed for this world. Through the Holy Spirit, he gives us power to be witnesses, the Bible says. To be a witness means I'm a representative, but I can talk about him. Look what the Lord has done. How many's ever been healed of God? He's healed my body. How many has had the Lord touch your mind? If you haven't, I need to pray for you. He touched my mind. The Bible says he saved me just in time. That's a song, but it's also is scripture. We serve an awesome God but he says he's doing good. He was going out doing good. Everyone went. He was representing God himself and he was touching and delivering and healing those that had been oppressed. Sometimes I think we look at people in the wrong way. If we could get God's eyes, we'd say things different. I've said this before. They're gonna come in this house. They don't look like us. They're gonna act like us. They may not even smell like us, but God loves them. Amen? Amen. They may be on the other side of the tracks, but God loves them. God cares for them, and God wants the best for them. His goodness wants to be extended to them. He wants to extend his hand of mercy. He wants to say, I have a covenant with my people and they're preaching my message and now I see the blood that forgives, that makes new, that changes lives and we become white as snow, no longer the blackness, no longer the darkness, but now we have the glory of God flowing over us. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for that. That's a a praise time, church. We should thank God for his mercy to us. Oh, God send us some black folk. <laughs> i done one wedding here and there was a black man and another lady that was getting married that was part of us and those black people come from Fort Wayne. I couldn't hardly do the wedding ceremony because they were sitting on this side and they're going, amen, amen. I said, we need them in our church. <laughs> they were just doing it to a wedding ceremony. <laughs> I says, let me stop the wedding ceremony. Let me preach for a little bit to you folks. (laughs) But that's the way God wants us to. Amen means so be it. God, let your goodness be shown to my family. Let your goodness be shown to those around me. The one way that you can tell an individual when they speak about the goodness of God and how it makes an impact, the authority they speak with. Matthew chapter 7 the Bible says that the people were astonished at Jesus. They looked at him differently because the way he spoke, he taught them, as the Bible says, as one having authority. Not like the scribes that were just writing it. Not like the Pharisees that were trying to put it on as a religious uh, Operation or religious uh, thing that they were doing. But the Bible says that Jesus taught with authority. See, when we speak with authority, it comes from the Holy Ghost. It comes from the Spirit of God. That's the reason why they looked at the disciples in Acts and they said, we can tell you've been with Jesus because you speak differently. You talk differently. You talk about the things of God. You talk about how God wants to save. You talk about how this is, don't speak in that name anymore. And they looked at him and says, should we obey man or should we obey God? I'm here to tell you today, don't listen to the world out there, but listen to what God says. Speak of his goodness. That'll break the spirit of the enemy and his back upon this nation, upon our city, your families. You'll see a difference if you start talking about the goodness of God. Amen. 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 There's a centurion that came to Jesus and he come to him. He was a Gentile, a Roman, a soldier. And he come to Jesus. He says, I have a servant that's sick. And if something don't take place, he won't live much longer. Jesus immediately wanted to show compassion, wanted to reach out to him. He says, I'll come to your house. He goes, No, 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 no. I don't, I'm not worthy of you coming to my house. I'm not worthy of you coming under my roof. He says, But if you just speak the word, that was faith. Because he said it this way. I'm a man under authority and in authority. I tell this one to come and they come. I tell this one to go and they go. He looked at Jesus. He says, you have all authority and you speak the word and it will come to pass. Jesus was amazed. He understood because he said, I want to do good. I'll come to you where you're at. No, just speak the word. See his word. Say his word. word. His word is life. His word is a lamp. His word is healing. His word is him. It's Jesus. That's what this word is. Speak the goodness of God by faith. He will heal me. He will deliver me. He is going to. He's going to set my family free. He's going to bring them. Speak the goodness of God of all in every situation and see what he'll do. As you speak it, Jesus will confirm it. Amen. He spoke of authority. The goodness of God is more than just works done because that's what people gauge people's lives by. Whether well, they're good people. They're good people because of the works they're doing. You can do all the good works you want to. And you could be a scoundrel. I said before, deep inside your heart, you could be doing things that, that's not right. But Jesus put it a different way. God is good and we operate out of that goodness. See, I truly believe that God is going to use his church. God's covenant is going to flow through the people because they're going to start talking about the goodness of God. And we're going to see some things happen in 2018. How many's ready for a revival? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a minister this morning as I was like getting ready. And normally he's not the type that really gets on. He's a good teacher. He just gets up there. But this morning I thought, man, he's out of Chicago and he's up there, he's got a large church. And he was talking about some things that's going on that's pervasing into the church, that's pervasing into men and women's lives talking about the sexual perversion that's going on in our nation. Everywhere you go, somebody's getting arrested because of sexual perversion. And he says, there's a spirit that's going on. He says, I think we need a revival. I think we need a revival of purity, a revival of Holiness. I think we need to start speaking the goodness of God that God would penetrate in the dark places because when he penetrates in the dark places, he can bring his glory, the light that would shine, the kind of glory that you can't even stand under, but they will tell a difference in your life. When you walk in a room, the light should shine from you. The goodness of God should penetrate and flow out of you. And I truly believe that God is going to use his children to speak that authority in people's lives, the authority that God gives us. As we look at some things of manifestation, Jesus spoke, he laid hands on people, different circumstances that seemed to be impossible. The manifestation of God's goodness was shown through Jesus Christ and what he did. What did he do? I'm glad you asked. Centurion's servant was made whole because when he spoke the word, immediately that servant was made whole because when the centurion arrived at home, the Bible says that that servant was ready to work again. We see that the healing of lepers, lame, deaf, blind. There was a woman that came that had an issue of blood, that the doctors done everything they could. She spent all her money. She done everything she could. And there was by nowhere that the needs was being met, that she was still, and if she didn't get help, she was going to die. But she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garments, I will be made well. I will be made whole. Not just well, but whole. And Jesus, that's what Jesus did. The goodness of God was being shown. And they were saying, if I can just touch Jesus, if I can get around his presence, things are gonna happen. I like what Brother Nathan said in Sunday school. He said it's gonna come in time. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you. That the presence of God is gonna lay his hands on you and you're gonna be healed. You're gonna say, The Lord, look at the Lord has done. You're gonna shout and and all of a sudden the praise team will be singing. You're gonna say, wow look what the Lord has done. Healings are gonna come about. All of a sudden you're having these infirmities, and the presence of the Lord moves, and you say, Look what the Lord has done. Then we're gonna have to stop and get away out of the way. Said, Let the Lord you have your way. Jesus. Jesus delivered those that was possessed with evil spirits. There was a man that had legion. That's quite a few spirits. He cast them out. The goodness of God. Cast them out into the swine. 2,000 of them went and ran into the sea and drowned themselves. They was tormented by those spirits. There are people tormented by spirits today. People says, I don't believe in that today. I beg your pardon. They're around and tormenting people right and left. You lay in bed, they'll torment you. You go to work, they torment you. <laughs> they torment people right and left. And Jesus come to deliver that to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the mind. Aren't you glad that he done that? One thing he did, he raised the dead too. Lazarus was in the tomb and he come to Lazarus. He, he wasn't the first one that was raised, but he was a significant one because he was in the tomb for four days. Sister said, he stinketh by now. He stinks and you're coming to raise him up. You don't understand, sis. You don't understand. If we could get who Christ is, if we could really understand who Jesus is, he is the resurrection. He is the life. We're going to celebrate in coming days about the resurrection. Because he rose from the dead, we can rise up out of our situation. Because some of his dead things that's clinging to us. We can rise up and say, no more grave clothes on us. No more of these dead things. Because now a new life has come in and old things are passed away, buried. bury the past don't bring it up no more too many times people are living in the past and jesus says i created a new life in you you're no longer that one that used to be you're somebody new used to hear people say there was a a man that got saved down in the church we pastored just south of the county and you had mentioned his name and you mentioned he says he what he's going to church he used to go to every bar in town. He used to go and drink, and he was pretty rough and mean. He went to fight, and he's going to church. See, Jesus will change. See, what used to be, they used to come up to him. So I remember, he says, yeah, you remember the old, but I'm the new. Touch his says, I'm a, I'm a new person. The Bible calls us new creatures in Christ. But it didn't stop there. Jesus fed the four and 5,000. Five loaves and two fish, that's all it took. Wow, can you imagine what heaven's got for us, church? If he can find 5,000 plus with just a little bit of lunch, can you imagine what he's got prepared for us when we go to the land supper that's in heaven? See, he walked on water, he calmed the water seas and he come out of the tomb. That's a praise time, church. He come out of the tomb. He's risen. And he sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. He's saying you can make it. You can do it. The goodness of God's being shown every single day. We need to wake up and smell the roses. They're coming. I'm telling you, they're coming. They're booming. One day the frost will be gone and they'll be doing it. Let me come to a conclusion here. Something we see from the goodness of God, because he told Moses, you'll see the goodness. The Hebrew Hebrew word, tubah, tubah. It means the goodness in the Hebrew. It means abundance in mercy and loving kindness. Now, the Greek means this. hope I don't slaughter this word. I'm not a Greek orator, but it's "Christostus." I think I got it. It means goodness. God's goodness is faith and gentleness and righteousness and truth. See, God's mercy is being extended. That's God's goodness. Jesus performed actions of God's mercy and goodness. But he defined it, says, I'm not good. Just because I do good things doesn't make me good. There's only one good. When you see something going on and is seeing it's bring about miracles, you need to give God the glory. Yes. Amen. When they tell me, he says, Pastor, you've been preaching good, I said, To God be the glory. Amen. It's God's goodness. When the praise team are singing songs like they did this morning, they was getting in. I think Sister She thought she was done. That you ain't done yet. <laughs> Get back up there and sing the things of God. Amen. It's the mercy of God. To God be the glory. His mercy is being extended. His kindness is being extended. Why do you think he's waiting? I mean, the world is turning to and fro. They're in a confusion state. There's a lot of fear. Don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank, I can get up tomorrow and say, God, you give me another day. I'm going to praise you. This is a day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. Yes. I can get up even though there's times I say, God, I'm ready for retirement. I'm getting closer. And I praise God for it. Every day I get up and go to work, I says, God, thank you for helping me through this day. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Let me hear an amen. Those are still working. <laughs> you understand that. But it's the goodness of God being extended to you. Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23 says this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness. It is self-control. Against such there is no law. You notice what we see in the fruit of the Spirit? A lot of attributes, a lot of the things that we see from the goodness of God, from those two words we see from the Hebrew and from the Greek. God says the fruit that you bear is God's goodness. God's goodness. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. See what? God wants us to take this message to everywhere we go. His goodness is being extended. See, there's a world that don't know that. If we get these young people that want to be partners amongst some things that they want, they're not afraid to challenge anymore. From the political ranks, they're ready for a movement. Huh. We've got a movement for them, church. Amen. It's a move of God. Yes. They get partnering with us and doing this. You talk about get those young people on fire, their they, city would be turned upside down. And you're looking around and says, we don't have a lot of young people. We need to start speaking that. God, send the young people. Yes. Yes. Send those that need to hear, the, not just the young, but let's get the uh, the... Young adults. Let's get the the middle-aged ones. Let's get the older ones on fire. My grandfather, when he went to church, he was an elderly man. <clears throat> this presence of the Lord would get a hold of him. He would sit on that front row. The preacher would get going. And you could tell that an elderly man sometimes move a little bit slow and move around. The Spirit of God would get a hold of him. You know what he would do? He'd stand up and he would run. That old church. And he would say, the presence of the Lord is on me. The presence of God's on me. Next thing you know, it would touch other ones. See, when you allow God to touch you and bring his goodness, then his glory flows on you. And then you come to church, look what the Lord has and is doing in my life. It will manifest to others. In 2018, the move of God is on. Let me say that again. Some of you haven't got it. The move of God is on in 2018. And God is moving with those that are hungering and desiring a move of God. Shake off those heavy bands. Shake off those things of depression. Put on the clothes of praise. Put on those things of glory that God can flow through you. Then watch what happens. You'll come up and you'll say, the doctor said this, but God is saying this. I want God to move like never before. But it's not the judgment. When God spoke that to my spirit, he says it's not the judgment that leads people to, because judgment sometimes makes people harder. Because you get them in jail, it'll make them harder sometimes. But you let God move upon their situation, and I've seen it. Because when I was a chaplain going into the jails and going into uh, Westville Correctional Center up in, towards uh, Michigan City and seeing those hard criminals, some were murderers and their lives changed and they become tender. They become tender for God and you could see the goodness of God. Next thing you know, they were bringing other people to chapel. They were bringing other people's in and even though they were captives, they found freedom. How many believes God's going to manifest this year? and demonstrate His goodness. One of the things we need to do is sometimes there's people that's not here. And sometimes people just don't want to attend church. But there's some things we can do. And I've seen it work time and time again. We got some prayer cloths in here. If you'll take a prayer cloth maybe put it in a pillow case and put it in a pillow they ain't going to get away from it. Something our sister was saying Sunday night, Sister Dina, we've been praying for him. I know God said, I'm dealing with that young man. I'm gonna bring him in. And she started praying and God started using her to pray. He said, don't let him sleep. He said, he'd been calling her. He says, I had to get a new mattress because I couldn't sleep. That new mattress isn't working. He's got three different mattresses. I think I'll change the pillows. It's not the pillows. It's God working on him. Some of you have family members. They need to see the goodness of God. They just need to see the goodness of God. A lot of them understand that some of the things they're doing is not right. They know that. Take a rocket scientist, figure some things out. But they need the goodness of God. And that's what turns their hearts. When they see the goodness of God, when they see mercy extended... They've seen the covenant of God working on God's people. When they see the blood of Jesus transform lives, because having the blood doesn't just mean applying it here, it changes your DNA, spiritually speaking. When I gave my heart to God, I truly changed. There was something that happened to me, something different. My desires were different. I wanted to live for God. I wanted to be in the presence of God. Where I didn't want to be in church, I wanted to be in church. Where I didn't want to be around godly people, I wanted to be around godly people. I had a heart change, a heart transplant. It was no longer hard. It wasn't a rock anymore, but it was a heart of flesh. That's what God wants to do. And when they see that, It's not about entertainment. We've got so much entertainment these days. See if you can entertain me. That's all they want. No, I want to see you changed. I truly believe God wants to do some good things. Guy, would you come? Stand to your feet if you would, please. Musicians, come.